Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hi Mario, um, welcome to Moving Sounds. How, how's, things going? how's things going, man? Fine, fine. Just busy, like any time, but good. Oh, you've been busy. Uh, yeah, what have you? What have you been? What you're working on at the moment? Anything you're allowed to talk about? Or? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have next year a huge uh, concert in Bern with the symphony orchestra. So I right oh. now for a, for a symphony orchestra, then I figure out new sounds. I have a new accordion also, and uh, try to connect my accordion to my analog synthesizers and. So uh, this year is more like discovering and more like science, searching for for new yeah. sounds. Yeah, pushing, pushing, evolving, evolving, basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, evolving. So it's, it's a quiet year, but still, for the most people, it's really like crazy how, how much I work. You know. Wow, um, it's the Swiss, the Swiss orchestra, and like. Um, you told me like next week you might be meeting the Swiss president to get some music award, or is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I got this uh, Swiss music prize. Uh, it's for the government, so so it, it's a good thing. I mean, I'm very yeah. happy, you know. You're you're kind of like um, one of the biggest accordion and composers in Switzerland now, right? The, the no. president, the president wants to meet you, man. No, no, I mean, I'm not. I feel like uh, more like a mascot, if you understand what is a mascot, you know, I'm not like accordion player. I mean, this is the point what people, when when they see me, they they see me with the instrument that they're thinking I'm accordion player. One of your first albums was was accordion, I guess. So then, yeah. Yeah, under my name. That was the first album under my name. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm a musician who play accordion. I'm not accordion player. You know? Yeah, musician, and then the accordion's one thing. Yeah, you just you're just so damn good at it that like I I just I just think of you and the accordion. Even though I know you do all this other stuff as well, it's just you're just so damn good at the. I've never heard the accordion played I mean, in such a way. Like, yeah, this is this is the instrument I spent most time in my life with this. So yeah. of course this is my favorite instrument, but um. I, I go to this instrument like uh, uh, more like a composer than an interpret. You know, I would love if someone else played this music and not me, because I like the compositions, yeah. but I don't like the guy who interpret that. At the same time, that's me too. <laughs> if you understand, <laughs> so it's always the fight between these two guys. You know, the guy who is the composer yeah. who like his music and the guy who has to uh, play it. And I don't like this guy who played because um, I don't practicing a lot, you know. I, I'm more like I go to the studio and record a new song, and I never play it again. Only on the shows. 
Oh yeah, you're not you're not practicing it a lot after. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And sure. my friends, my friends who are great accordion players, they spend seven hours a day only practicing <laughs> and get faster. And you know, so I don't feel really as a good accordion player. But what I know is the way how I use this instrument is definitely um, yeah. not not usual. Yeah, you've got you, you, it's only you in that in that song. It's it's you and it's, it's it's distinct and um yeah yeah it's funny like um when i mean i want to get back into your uh, backstory and like first things in music and stuff but um like just to talk to the listeners a little bit how like we know each other and how i came across you as well like <laughs> i can't actually remember the first time i heard about your music but i know that your debut album under your own name yeah came out came out a month before my own debut album under my own name so um oh, great and like you you know your album was one instrument in the in the main and and um same with mine and um so i was i was like i guess i was seeing the reviews and then i was listening to it and I, it was yeah i, I was um yeah re really loving it and um yeah i've been following your your music ever since and then oh, like and, and and then, like, funnily enough, that uh, we we both played at a festival a year or two ago at Carlton Pop, and um, I was like, uh, really needed a wee wee, really needed a piss. <laughs> I, I think I, I can remember. say, I think I can say piss on the show. And um, yeah. we're in like this little Italian uh, town, and like the only place open was this karaoke bar, like, uh, and. There was a massive queue for the toilet, and I was just desperate. And you were in the queue. I didn't know, didn't know what you looked like really. And you were so kind. You like, you let me through. You got me into the the toilet. Like, made sure I wasn't going to wet myself. And, yeah, um, I remember. I remember yeah. your face when I saw. It. I was like, oh, this guy <laughs> needed urgently. <laughs> so I let yeah. you. <laughs> and it was just such a bizarre place to meet someone who I've got such a respect for musically. And um, and then like obviously I saw your um, concert maybe the next evening, and we had a long mm -hmm. chat before that. And um, then it's always nice when you meet someone who's such a nice person as well. And yeah, it's great. To, it's great to have you on the show, Mario. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I, I really like also the story how we met. There's nowhere <laughs> in, in it all, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny. And uh, you've, been, you've been kind enough to select. Um, I've chosen 10 of your picks for today. We're going to try and get through you. 10 songs which um have brought back memories of your life in some way or you just love them musically different stories attached to them and, and then i've chosen a few of your songs so we're going to sort of talk through those and um uh yeah so like let's let's have a let's have a track a track now um beethoven the egmont uh overture mm -hmm. is uh is one of your picks and i'd love to know why you've chosen that one today uh first uh beethoven is my hero I like him very much because I think he was the first independent musician, you know. And for me, he was also some things like a punk because he collaborated with this high society. But at the same time, he was not one. So, um, yeah. I, I, but I like always people who who collaborate together and don't like, you know, like only be like resistance and do their own shit and don't speak with nobody. And I think Beethoven managed it very well this high society life and the artist life and i like yeah. uh, i like his first as human what i know from this time i don't know maybe i'm wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is what i know about him but the story about the record 
um, mm. was I was in the school and I went to my teacher and I played Scarlatti uh, on the accordion. And my teacher said, me, classic music is beautiful. And I was like 14 years old or something. And then um, he said, like, classic music is beautiful. And I said, no, no, I hate classic music. I said, Mario, but you play classic music. <laughs> and I said, no, no, this is not classic music. This is Scarlatti. And so this is classical music. It's coming from a time many years ago. And now you go to a record store and you buy you a CD. So it was the first album I get in my life. And I was there and I was poor guy. I have no money. So I have only five bucks, you know, or how you say, like five uh, friends. Yeah. Um, and I was see what, what was like reduced price. So there was a record and it was Egmont from Beethoven. Egmont, yeah. And that was the first time I really um, hear music, um, serious, like one record. And I can't believe I was thinking there synthesizer. It's a fake that cannot be such old because I was thinking the people 200 years ago, they were stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> that, when you're a teenager, you're thinking like that, you know, so yeah. I, I was very uh, Jose, euphoric about that, that this music exists and it was so beautiful. And till today, I love this piece and I can't listen it over and over without it gets boring for me. Yeah, he's a great, he's like one of my favorite composers as well. Like, um, especially like his, when he occasionally really breaks out and it goes quite fast and yeah, dark. Yeah. And like the how he, he, he um, before the classical music before him was maybe sort of one vibe for a whole song, but Beethoven really sort of pushed the dynamics a lot. And um, he's one of the first composers to really push through um, monetizing his music as well via um, not just relying on like the, uh, the the royalty of the time to put on shows for him like uh he he sort of monetizes music by like selling the manuscripts and cr helping creating a business for what he was doing and i think he was quite a difficult character he had like really high morals and he didn't think anyone matched up to him so he was quite <laughs> I, think he, I think he was quite moody like <laughs> uh, i don't know but but th there is a thing I, I i like to give people this advice um uh there was someone asking why you like Beethoven. And I said, like, look, I give you only one advice. Listen one sonata, piano sonata from Beethoven. Only one per year. It's going like 15, 20 minutes, you know? And I say, you listen only one. And after 32 years, you will listen all. <laughs> you understand? Them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this is so huge what he did. So, yeah. But about his personality, I don't know nothing because I was not there in this time and I didn't meet him. So <laughs> I know only the music is beautiful. Yeah, no, I've uh, I've listened to a few audio books recently where people have like really sort of st studied his his day to day life as much as they could have. Uh, yeah, it's a, it a good listen. Um, yeah, he put a lot of his personality into his music. I think so. Like, let's have a listen. This is um, Beethoven and the uh, Egmont Overture.
wanted to uh, talk to you about sort of um, growing up before um, 14, before you bought your first album and um, like where where was that and um, yeah, what was it like and um, your first experiences of music, which I think is from the radio, right? You told me um, on the phone once. Yeah, yeah, you should know I was born in Bosnia. Yeah. And there was nothing around. There was only the accordion because the accordion is the first boot jukebox, you know, it's the first DJ. Uh, uh, when you have a band, it was costing a lot of money to get all these people. But if you pay only one accordion player, he was like a DJ. He can't entertain anyone. So in the village uh. where I was grow up, there was uh, so old traditional guys they were screaming the wall night and singing and drunk very lot of this uh, horrible drink, which called Slivovica, <laughs> till four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And when I was young, these guys was, uh, for me, uh, they was like conservative. But today I know that was the first anarchists and punks I met in my life. Yeah, so yeah. There was nothing around. I have to play this instrument when I start. Uh, because I would like to play guitar, but I didn't know that even exists, you know. And there, there were no karaoke bars to sing in. No, no, no. There was no <laughs> consummation, you know. <laughs> even a TV or radio was really like uh, something special, you know. And I grow up with this instrument without thinking what of brand this instrument has in the world, if it's cool or not cool, or what kind of image, you know. I just like the sound. Uh, and then later, when I come to Switzerland, I understand I chose a shit instrument <laughs> because it's not it's not cool to play accordion. <laughs> well, it's easier to get to gigs when I when I try and get gigs. I need them to have a piano for me. Um, so, like, I guess you it's slightly easier to just go and do a gig if there's interest from a promoter because you can travel with what you need. Yeah, the, that's that's the, the the positive thing about the accordion. The negative yeah. is that the what kind of music the people play on this instrument, you know? Yeah. So when you go and you say, I need a piano on a stage, this is uh, logistical, very complicated. But when I go and I say, I want to play accordion and something else than folk music, uh, you know, or, or all these yeah. cliches about, then nobody believe that. You know, they don't want to yeah, book it because nobody believes that this instrument can do anything else than that what we know about this instrument. This is the thing, like, this is something I wanted to get into today. I, I may as well ask the question now, but like, um, yeah, obviously the connotations of accordion, uh, like the cliches is like outside the a Parisian bar, right? Like, um, and that, that kind of accordion music you might hear if you're walking down the street. And like with the piano, like the cliche is sort of the hotel lobby, sort of soft yeah. jazz cocktail music. And some people, that's what they think instruments are. And I think, um, but it's all about the person, right? And 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 whatever you take to the stage with that accordion, and what you do with the microphones and other, you know, you know, you can take over a room. And promoters need to take more risks, I think, on um, certain. Of course. It's not. It's not really about. Oh, it's just an accordion. Like it's. It's about what the person's going to do with it. Yeah, I mean, even if you just walk through the city, you know, if you have a guitar in a bag, you already look cool you look like a guitar <laughs> hero rock and rock star but yeah. if i walk with my accordion then i look like uh kids from the first class in the school you know 
I mean, uh, not how you say, not first class. How you say uh, when you go the first uh, day in the school? Uh, yeah, what's the name? Best. A junior primary school? No, junior. Yeah, school primary or? school. Yeah, yeah. When you go to the yeah. first junior school, junior uh, in school, a body, yeah. yeah, and I look like a guy who is like that in a body of a forty years old man, you know, with the back. Yeah. <laughs> you, you understand what I mean? It's so, so. Uh, it, it's really the the picture of this instrument. It's really horrible, and it uh, needs a long fight to explain that, that it really works. Because for me, this instrument is the first analog synthesizer without electricity. That's true, that's true. I, I, I'm gonna, I wanna play a track from it, actually. I'm gonna play like one of my favorite tracks from your first album under your own name, which is, um, excuse me if I get the pronunciation wrong, it's, uh, is it Eloquence? Yes. Eloquence, yeah. So I wanna play Eloquence, and um, I'd love to ask you if you've got any memories of making the track, but also like, maybe how you recorded that song like what you did maybe with mics that you're that you're willing to reveal but like any tricks you did to sort of get that unique sound and and you can obviously hear lots of the mechanics of the instrument as well um on the track i mean um when i started to record this um solo album I, I, I collaborate very close with my sound engineer. Um, I, I work with my sound engineer since 20 years, and we have ah. this studio together, Berustone, and we are very good friends and spending a lot of time. And when I told him what I want to do, he said first, like, oh, this is fake. I don't want to push anything and make, I like real music. So we start to fight about that, what is uh, real music and what is fake and not fake. And on the end, it was ending that I took him my accordion on, on his body and played and said, what I listen on my ears, I wanted people listen on the record. Ah. How we can manage that, to, uh, to, how he can, we can manage that, that the people listen exactly that what I hear with my ears on the accordion directly. And yeah. then we developed this recording system of these three microphones. And that's, that's all. And we need one and a half year to discover that's the positions and drinking a lot of beer to understand <laughs> how it works. So after one and a half year, we understand how this instrument has to be recorded. Yeah, I love it. I know you've collaborated with Colin Stetson and I find it really inspiring how so many people use loop pedals these days. And I'm not against loop pedals, but like, I just love how Colin Stetson creates these walls of sound and it's just through mic placement and technique of his playing and... And in some ways, I find that even more powerful. Like, it's just, it's all acoustic. I make this record with him. I don't know if you know the key as key yes. on my list. Um, yeah. And, and this is, I, you say the same. I have also nothing, um, not a problem with using loops. I don't do that. Even yeah. if a lot of people who don't understand what they do, that they, they think I have all these machines with me and, <laughs> and <laughs> use loops. No, it's really also like, it's really acoustically. Uh, and, if you use loop and if it's help to development of music, that's no problem. But if it's help you to go the way of no resistance, then it's no good. You know, you should go always the way of the biggest resistance to understand and to figure out the real sound. You know. Yeah. So what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Biggest resistance. It's like. Uh, I mean, you know, you, today you can buy you an iPhone. And, and you have all these uh, music uh, apps and you can make very easy, very cheap music. 
You know what I mean? And you can have also success if you have enough uh, social media followers, you know? But yeah. I, I, liked, I like the way more to discover the music, to figure out and to going to take the full risk and looking how much is possible to do that only with the fingers, with a real instrument. It's all in the uh, the composition, isn't it? The composition is the arrangements, the arrangements yeah. and stuff. And if you have if you have a wall and you cannot going more forward, move forward, then if you use a loop machine, if it helps you, that's good. But uh, I don't use loop machines. I tried once, and for me, this is a funny thing, but it's not my my thing. Um, I wanted to get into um, how that how that album came about in terms of like getting the deal with uh, in in is it Invada Invader Records. Um, um, uh, is yeah. it- Jeff, Jeff from um, Portishead. Like, how did they, um, how did they discover you? And um, you know, were you like, oh my god, it's Portishead? Or had you not heard of Portishead? Like, where you were? And um, yeah, just how did that happen? And then after that, let's play, um, let's play uh, Beak, one of your tracks, uh, uh, one of the tracks you chose in Beak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeff. Uh, Jeff is a friend, and I really didn't know Portishead when I met him first time. <laughs> uh, you know, I, as I told as I told you before, I, I was a poor guy. Uh, my family was like uh, working class people, uh, working the free will slaves, like I like to say. We was immigrants in Switzerland, and uh, there was no luxury like going in the cinema, in theater, or buy records, or even consummate uh, everything for the media. You know, so. Um, I miss all these records and all these important bands and know it only from the radio. So this yeah. is why I, I don't know Portishead and all these guys. I know B- Jeff from Beak, you know, because I, as I know he played very lot with this band, more than with his then, main band, you know. For me, he's Jeff, the guy who played with Beak, you know. <laughs> and but, how, did they, how did they discover you? Uh, that was my, um, I have a friend, Joe Falk. Um, he's coming from Bristol to Switzerland and uh, he was used my studio for some recordings uh, of his voice and then we became friends and I show him what I do and then I made the solo record the first version and he said like oh this is amazing I will send it to my friend Jeff Barrow and I really don't know this name and, and no. I said okay <laughs> just do it and they say oh and jeff listened to it and then he asked is it fake or is it real music and fake why would it be fake yeah i mean is it like uh electronical is it uh really or looping machine or is it really like handmade music you know oh yeah and then and he said no that's really handmade music so jeff invited me to be support act in london of big and okay and that was where we where we met first time you know and for me it was more important to, to understand him as a human to collaborate with him because i didn't know who is this guy or even in Veda. at this time i even don't know what is a label or job from a label you know oh uh, really okay no i i was really like innocent with the music industry because i have my own music industry you know i have my studio I, I promote my concerts, I, I, I organize my concerts. Um, so I didn't know how the world music circus works, actually. Yes. So, yeah, well, I'm, you found you found a good label for that. You know, you found a good place. Yeah, I think I, fi- I find a, a music family because uh, 
when I did it by my own everything, there was a lot of people. I'm also thankful for these people, but they really say like, this is shit, don't do that, play tango, play Balkan music, uh, you know, everything else. And I said, no, no, I should make this. And, and then you find somewhere in Bristol, some guys which exactly understand what you do. And I was so happy. Let's, let's, let's have a listen. So this is um, Beak Wilson 2. I noticed Mario like we're basically the same age uh, you're 43 yeah yeah 43 uh you know how it is <laughs> yeah 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 um and so we released our album our, our first albums under our own name at like 37 or yeah 37 which is quite late right so like what what were you doing for um 20 years before that oh a lot <laughs> but you know but you know the people I, I uh, there was I had last year a beautiful story about a piece I write for the orchestra. It's called Aberatio. There is also a YouTube link. You can watch it. Um, yeah. It was with the German Symphony Orchestra. And I remember I write this piece like one year ago. And it was somewhere in the trash here in my studio. So the piece was nothing worse. But then you played with a famous orchestra, like German Symphony Orchestra, and the piece became something worse. But for me... The, the noises and the sound is the same, you know, just the names behind that change. So yeah. what I did in my past is a lot of music, which I didn't get the right platform to present this music, you know? Okay. So, and then I, you need to survive as a musician. So you play also a lot, lot of stuff, which uh, we can say shit, but it was also funny. I mean, I play funerals, birthdays, I play festivals, I play in rock bands. I I composed soundtracks for movies. I did everything that I can survive as musician, yeah. but with the first idea to support my own music. And I know if I would make this record 20 years ago, which I did already, I played this music. I remember, I think I will sell like 100 pieces on a birthday party and that's it, you know? Yeah. So I, I should wait for the right time and to meet also the right people uh, to understand that. That's why I'm so happy for Inveda because I said that's my musical family, you know. It's more than a business or, 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 or you know, you yeah, know what that yeah. means. It happened, it happened at the right time, at the right time and your, your, your style had been honed for that over those years and you were working a lot in the local Switzerland in in Bern, you live in Bern, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. I I, I remember. I, I play really a lot, a lot before in Switzerland, and I know all these bookers and all these venues. And I made this solo record, and I going to my friends. They were my friends, you know. And I going to them and say like, "Hey, I have a new record. Can I play at your place?" And they ask me like, "Do you sing?" And say, "No, I don't sing." Do you have drum machines? No, no, it's only solo accordion. Is it tango? No, it's not tango. Is it Balkan? No. Ah, we don't think that work. 
Yeah, you too know? many labels, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and I was really sad this time because nobody understood. And I know it was not shit, you know? So what I did is um, I asked my friend uh, who will have a very commercial uh, venue for very mainstream music. And mm -hmm. I told him, like, I need your help. And he said, why you need my help? And so, like, I need your venue to play a solo accordion show. And he said, like, that will not work on this venue. And I said, <laughs> yes, but I must. And said, why here? Why you don't play in a church or an alternative place? Why you want to play on this mainstream place? And I say, because I need to bring this instrument on the space where there is no space for this music to show yeah. that it works. Exactly. I and, understand. Yeah. And, and then it was sold out show and everybody was writing a surprise, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I, I was working very hard uh, to, to find a place for, for, for my music. Yeah. Or space, um, I don't know. Yeah, well, you you know, you broke some boundaries, really, and you, you had you had a gut instinct to how you would stand out. And so, yeah, big, big respect to you, man. Um, uh, I want to play uh, one of your picks, actually, uh, Ast Astor Piazzolla. Ah, great. Yeah. And uh, the Fugger uh, Mysterio track. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to know, like, um, yeah, why you chose this one today for Moving Sounds. Because when I was young, 19, 20 years old, I discovered first time Astor Piazzolla and I started to play his music and everybody said like, oh, you will have the future to interpret this guy. And I play also first concert with the symphony orchestra, it was a young one, and I played this piece, Akokagua, and then I understand that's his music and not my music, and I love it. But it was a good thing to understand that He's Astor Piazzolla and he's famous and he make amazing, brilliant, genius music. And maybe I don't do that, but I want to do my own music, you know. I want to be Mario Batkovic and he's yeah. Astor Piazzolla, you know. And, 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 and he was big inspiration to show how you can develop an instrument in another way. So I love it. And when I heard this song first time, I was thinking this is a really punk metal song i didn't i hear just the melodies i didn't hear the sound aesthetic you know it was not important for me but i see like oh can you imagine that on the metal guitar you know yeah <laughs> and with synthesizer so i love it i love it yeah i mean a lot of your tracks i feel like there's a feet there's i can feel connections between them even if they're from different worlds just in the the joy in the rhythms the joy in the rhythms i'd say and um yeah I'm thankful uh, for that. Yeah, you, uh, you, you see the, the 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 red line between all this. I can feel like just in the in the textures and the rhythms and stuff. I can feel like your your energy in them. So um, yeah, so uh, this is a uh, Astor Piazzolla and Frigo Y uh, Mysterio. to another of your tracks actually um is it repertio 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 
Yeah, and um, this is from um, the album, uh, is it from Introspectio? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so it's four years after your more solo instrument um, debut, as it were. And, um, and then on this track in particular, you've got some amazing drums, right? And um, Yeah, that was Clive Deemer, yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, how was it sort of um, evolving your sound from just you mainly and then now working with um, amazing this amazing drummer on this track? And... I, I mean, first I, I met uh, Clive uh, after a concert I played in Islington Hall with James Holden, a uh, yes. support yeah. act. And after the show, I met this guy. I, I didn't know also where he played in which bands uh, that I understand later. But I like him. I like to speak about music with him and everything. And then later, I we discussed with Jeff, and I don't know how, but we speaking about him. And I said like I would like to work with this guy. And Jeff say Mario, but you don't know where he play or what he do. And they say yes, but I speak with him. And I think if you speak with people, then yeah. you can also make music together. You know, you can sense the connection. It would work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after our conversation now, <laughs> it will be very easy to make music together because we know how we talk to each other. I, I, I'm going to Heathrow tonight. I'm flying to you tonight, man. <laughs> no, really, because it's so, <laughs> you know, if you have this spirit or the energy and, and, and the love for the sound, yeah, then, then everything is fine. So. So that is how it came to this collaboration. But the idea for me with the introspectio was after this solo thing, I understand that people try again to put me in a box, you know? They mm -hmm. say like, ah, oh, Mario, the accordion player. And I say, no, that of course that's I am the accordion player, but I'm also a composer and I like collaborations and I like make other sounds and use synthesizers. So I got this idea to make an album to put stuff together which don't really work together. Uh, the first piece is a choir piece. Yeah. You know, uh, with 40 singers. <laughs> uh, and then this with Clive Deemer, then another track with, with uh, James Holden, and then the other track with Colin Setson, which is a duet. Then I play a solo piece of, of my analog synthesizer without accordion, and then and one accordion piece. And it was really like a challenge to discover how I can put this together. Were you worried? Uh, were you worried in any way? Like, oh, all these people got into me from the first album, uh, and then this is a little bit different. What are they going to no. think of it? Or, or you didn't care? No, you were no, like... no, I, no, no. I, I hear an idea, and I hope yeah. that the people who collaborate with me will understand what I want to say with it. Yeah, introspectio. It means like self reflecting you know like like it it doesn't answer anything it, it's more pose the questions you know yeah yeah so this is um uh, amazing track i really really love this it's um uh Rep repetio 